Today on Lockdown Red Wings, World Junior Semifinals is a must-watch for Red Wings fans, and despite the recent skid, Detroit is still very much alive in the playoff race. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's the host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Um, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Uh, today's episode, Scotty and I will be discussing uh, the World Junior Championship semifinals as that is poised to begin today or happen today or will be over with, depending on what time on Thursday you're listening to this. So there's a big gap between when that semifinal game is going to finish and when the Red Wings play at 1030 at night. So, Scotty, if you're a Red Wings fan, well, I mean, you're a Red Wings fan, obviously. But <laughs> right, if the yeah. listeners are Red Wings fans, then these are must-watch hockey games because these have some of the most high-profile Red Wings prospects playing in really important international competition with actual stakes. So if you're like, like I said, if you're a Red Wings fan, this is much watch must watch. Yeah. yeah big time. I mean, this is uh, really, I think the word I want to use is just cool. Like it's just, it's so cool. Like it's such a fun tournament and seeing all of these higher profile wings guys uh, prospects that is get an opportunity is really cool. Uh, Sandin Pelika obviously had the, had the game winner. In overtime for Sweden, there's a controversial penalty call there in overtime that uh, some people are very vocal about as well. But it's been uh, it's been high intensity, high profile games, and seeing wings players specifically, and we've kind of kept tabs on it as the tournament's been going along. Seeing, uh, you know, like Sandin Pelika, seeing Augustine, like seeing a, a, a handful of Red Wings guys be in not only have the spotlight on them, but thrive with the spotlight on them is, uh, is really cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really fun. This is yeah. Make or break time for a lot of these teams and countries, man. So it'll be super cool. Obviously no Canada. That's the big talking point. And uh, there's a, you know, a couple of higher profile wings guys that will not be continuing because they are on Canada and Canada. Very disappointed. Uh, the home, the, the home country is Canada for, uh, for, Getting bounced early, didn't even make it out of groups. Not not the result they were looking for. So no Danielson, obviously going forward. But uh, still, I mean, just a, a fantastic tournament so far. Really, really good hockey too. Yeah, the quarterfinal loss by Canada to uh, the Czech Republic is it yeah. was shocking. Eleven seconds left in regulation, and it sucks for Red Wings fans if you wanted to watch more Nate Danielson. But you know, I can't say I'm too upset. You just hate <laughs> to see it. You just hate to see it when Canada gets eliminated. Oh, that's just terrible. Sad. Oh, it's just sad. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> they move on. Czech does to play Sweden. And like you said, Axel Sandin Pelika, obviously overtime winner in their overtime quarterfinal game against the Swiss. And he had a uh, a near buzzer beater earlier in the game, either yeah. at the end of the first or second period, I believe, where it – 
<laughs> the clock had just barely ran out when he scored. So it was kind of a nice, like, uh, I wouldn't say retribution for him. That's not the quite quite the adjective I want to use in the situation, but it was nice that it came back to him in a big moment and he was able to capitalize, especially if you're a Red Wings fan, because, you know, he's got one goal, two assists through five games here at the tournament. He's looked absolutely stellar. He looks like a, just an offensive dynamo out there for Sweden. He's looked really good in the SHL all season long, despite being, what, 18, 19 years old. So it makes sense that at the U-20 World Juniors, he would look really freaking good as well. And then on the other side of it, you have Team USA playing, what, Finland, I believe, in the other semifinal, and Trey Augustine, the second-round pick for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. He's been absolutely stellar. We've mentioned him a few times here on this podcast. He's been absolutely stellar for the uh, Michigan State University, for the Spartans, and he's been really great in this tournament. He only has two starts. He would have gotten more if he hadn't fallen ill, but in those two starts uh, during pool play, he was great, including a 10-2 to win, which we mentioned previously, a 10-2 to win over the uh, over Slo- Team Slovakia, in which he made 38 saves on 40 shots. You, you would think, like, oh, 10-2 to game, he didn't face a lot of pressure no he took faced a lot of shots and he stood yeah. on his head so much so that when nhl networks recapping this game one of the key things that they talk about is the fact that trey augustine was so standout and when you win 10 to 2 and your goalie is still the stand-up performer on your hockey team that's how you know you got someone special in that so trey augustine it's really nice obviously we spent the last few years scotty talking about Sebastian Costa, Sebastian Costa this, Sebastian Costa that, watching his development. Uh, and he is developing. He's still like probably, he's still the number one goaltender in this prospect pool. For sure. But to have another guy coming out of that national team development program, uh, Trey Augustine is at least, to have him go to Michigan State and just dominate. Now go to World Juniors and look really good. And now I, I would imagine he didn't play in the quarterfinals. I would assume they were arresting him for the semifinals and the finals to see him have an opportunity in the semifinals, put up big, uh, a great game. I'm just, it's really gets me excited. I love this. I love, this was the, there wasn't a lot of fun stuff that happened, Scotty, when this team was like bottom of the barrel rebuilding. But the one thing we could always do was talk about the future because the Red Wings always had high draft picks. We could always talk about who's to come because the future is always exciting. Like you can always get excited about the future. And Trey Augustine, that's what's happening right here. I mean, right? he's been really good, and I just get excited thinking about what he could become. Yeah, prospects are fun because they you they they could be anything. They could, heck, it could even be a boat, right? Like the Family Guy sketch. <laughs> it's 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 they they could be anything, man. And that's uh, that's what's that's what's so fun about it. And that's what you know. For as much heat as we have given hockey, and just fans in general have given hockey over the years about their lack of marketing and and growing the game and trying to grow the game and whatnot. Now, one of the things they do get right is their involvement internationally with these kind of tournaments. Uh, They, they do a really good job pushing these out and um, marketing them and, and whatnot. So yeah, man, it's fun. It's really fun. And like we've been talking about this whole time, there's a lot of fun wings still uh, left in there too. so. So that'll be two good games that's nine o'clock for Sweden and one thirty for the United States. And you can catch those games on NHL network. If you're in Canada, I believe it's TSN or is it sports? I don't know. I'm not in Canada. You guys can Google it and figure it out. But in America here, Metro Detroit's NHL network. And hopefully you can catch the games if possible. Not, if not, just check the box score after, uh, they're going to be really exciting games. And then 
Best case scenario, USA versus Sweden in the finals. That would be a feast for Red Wings fans indeed. It would be fun. It would be. 9.52 save percentage, by the way. I don't think I read that off. Only in two games, but 9.52 save percentage for Trey Augustine combined in those two games. Only, what, one and a half goals against, which means he let in one goal one game and two the other. So. Yeah. I mean, we talked about going into the tournament. We talked about if he if he had a good enough performance, he, uh, he had a chance of going down as, you know, one of the better goalies. Uh, in the history of the country for world juniors. So absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to obviously switch back uh, gears, switch gears here, talking about the red wings that are already red wings already wearing the wind wheel and that the guys who might be in the future and about how this current team, the 2023, 2014 is not out of the playoff race yet, despite the recent skid. So we'll talk about that in segment two before previewing the LA Kings in segment three. So stay tuned to lockdown red wings. It's almost the halfway point of the NHL season. The Red Wings are just on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs, but they're not out of it yet. And regardless of where they are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you need to do is pick whether studs like Dylan Larkin, Patrick Kane, uh, Alex DeBrinkett, Moritz Sider, Jake Wallman, who's been hot recently as well, record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Red Wings fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. You know, reading that Sleeper read, Scotty, it reminded me I saw a stat today. Uh, about Connor McDavid, about he's like 906 points or something ridiculous like that. And he's only 26 years old. And I just was like, you know, he's dominant, right? Like, you know, he get, he's, he's always going to be good for 100 plus points a season pretty much. And then you see something like that and you're like, holy smokes, this guy has over 900 points and he's still three and a half years from being 30, which is like the halfway point of yeah. a lot of these guys' careers. It's just, obviously, as he, Further, he gets past 30, he'll probably slow down a little bit. But just the fact that this, this incredible pace he's on every single year. And he started out slow this year, and he's picked it back up. And I just wanted to take a minute to just, again, just be wowed by, I mean, there's good players, there's great players, there's elite players, and then there's Connor McDavid. <laughs> he, uh, I'm trying to, I, I saw the graphic. It was probably two, whenever they played their last game and uh, the tweet, the Oilers had tweeted out, Connor McDavid started uh, going into the game tonight, had this many points in the season. He currently has this many, and it was the end of the second period, and he had five more points than he had going into the game. Yeah, it was. He had crossed the 900-point threshold in that yeah, one that's game, what it and was, he, yeah. he crushed it. He, I think he went in, it was like 898, and he came out with 903. Yeah, <laughs> like, remarkable. A five point night to get. I, I tell point. people all the time. I'm sure I've said this on air before as well. You know, I've I've had the pleasure. Like I, I've seen Otani play in person, like pitch and hit. I've seen Mike Trout play 
I've seen LeBron James play like live in person at the palace a couple of times. Um, like I I've, I've seen like some of the best athletes in, you know, like that this generation, my generation of, uh, of athletics like has to offer and nothing even holds a candle to watching Connor McDavid play hockey live in person. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously you see it on TV and you're like, wow, he's faster than everybody else. In person, it's I I swear it's different, man. It's it is genuinely like no athlete I I've ever seen. Um, he is. It looks like he's floating. Like it genuinely looks like he's floating. He just looks like he's he's different uh, than everybody else on the ice. Um, yeah, I I no nobody else that I've seen in person even holds a candle to uh to to what it feels like to watch him you know in, in person it's uh it's pretty remarkable yeah absolutely and i i don't want to like make this a Connor mcdavid segment we got to talk about red wings but <laughs> yeah, i saw a graphic by big head hockey right and they were like Connor mcdavid has more career points than brad marshawn Ilya kovalchuk jonathan taze Corey perry and then it ended like they had a long list and at the end it was like and he's 26 years old and it's like what <laughs> remarkable uh anyways detroit red wings you know they have been, as it's well-documented by us, and we've been, you know, fairly, I don't want to say we've been negative. I think we've been realistic. Like, we've been calling out the problems and why we believe that they're struggling right now. And it, like I said, well-documented by us why this is happening. But despite that, the Red Wings, and I said this on yesterday's episode, talking about the win over the San Jose Sharks, Despite all that, they're still very much in the playoff race. I've been seeing a lot of comments recently, you know, in our YouTube comments on X, on Twitter, whatever you want to call it, about how the season's a bust. The season's over. And it's like, yeah, they've been playing really bad lately. And that all that padding that they had built up is completely gone. But that doesn't mean the season's over. They're currently two points out of the final playoff spot. And they're, guess what? They're three points behind the third divisional spot. Yeah. The other teams in this division, while the Red Wings are struggling, are also struggling. One, just to make Red Wings fans feel a little bit good about themselves before we get into this, Ottawa Senators have 28 points on the season. They did not get the new head coach bump that a lot of teams see. They did not. They they struggled again on Wednesday night. Tampa Bay Lightning lost to the... I believe, did you see that graphic of most productive lines on the season? In the mm-hmm. NHL, I have a not. huge graph and it was uh, most productive lines based on uh, minutes and expected goals for and uh, like all of the best lines in that have been used this season X amount of times, whatever the minimum was, uh, were either McDavid or Crosby lines, um, which is also you want. I mean, remarkable that, you know, for as long as Crosby's been in the NHL, that that's still the impact he has. But uh, it was um both of those guys had like three or four different line, two or three probably line combinations that were way up in the upper right and were clearly better than everybody else. And then Ottawa had just, I want to say two of like the least productive lines in the entire NHL. I mean, it, this is now we're, I mean, we're in the new year, right? The calendar's flipped over. This is no longer like I always make fun of Ottawa for 
getting off to the patented slow start. Like this is no longer that. This is just this is just really really a train wreck season for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Buffalo's been struggling a lot too. Uh, pat myself on the back because I called a little bit of regression by them. Uh, they're seventh in division. They're thirty four points. Montreal thirty seven points. They're having a nice season too. I mean, obviously they're not going to make the playoffs, but for them to this quickly be playing as well as they are is pretty impressive. We thought they were a couple years away. We thought they were confidently going to be the bottom of the division. Now, whether or not playing this well will help or hinder them in the long run is, you know, still left up to debate, but still it's really impressive what Marty St. Louis has been able to do with a roster that is largely comprised of like youth. And they're, especially with a team that's so close to the cap because of all the buyouts and LTIRs are going into the offseason. They had no cap space despite being a rebuilding team. So it's, they've been impressive, but the lightning are one spot again above the red wings in the standings. Red wings, fifth lightning, fourth. They lost to the jets the other day. You look fine, Scott. I don't know what that was about. Dude. It's like, it's like fuzzy for me. I don't know why you look fine to me, but you always look good. I'm glad, but it's weird. Maybe my eyes are just messed up. Anyway, <laughs> probably. Uh, Lightning have 41 points. Red Wings have 40 points. The Maple Leafs, who are third in the division, have 43 points. Now, after that, you have the Panthers with 48. I yeah. and pat myself back on the back again. I, I called that they would probably. <laughs> I said that they would have a rebound year in standings. Up this episode, yeah. you know, every once in a while, I think I deserve to get. Yeah, I tear myself it, down buddy. quite a bit. I tear you myself do. down quite a bit. I think I deserve, deserve to get it. I mean, and if you want to, you want to tearing me down right like i predicted the boston fall to the wild card and here they are at the top of the division again with 52 points uh but the red wings are still very much in the divisional race like that is crazy despite this kid they're even more so in the wild card race right but the divisional race that third spot in the division is still up for grabs so i mentioned it on yesterday's episode right like now the red wings having beating the San Jose Sharks, barely squeezing it out, but beating the San Jose Sharks, have an opportunity to do the incredible, beat the LA Kings, string together a couple of wins, build the confidence, build the momentum, and climb your way back into that race. And I say climb my way back in, like climb their way back in, like they're not still in it, because again, they're only three points behind third in the division, which is very attainable. Like if the Leafs lose a couple games and the Wings, I'm not saying they will, like this is all based on a hypothetical, but if the Red Wings were to get four out of six points on this road trip between LA and now Anaheim for the last two, or they were to do the unfathomable and get all six. Like now all of a sudden, despite the skid, you're right there back third in the division. You're, or you're right back there in the wild card spot. So there's been a lot of doom and gloom online. And some of it from us, like yesterday we were talking about the win, like it, they, like they lost because they didn't look very good. But despite all I just want to say with just have a little bit more a cautious optimism. Let's say cautious optimism. Cause I'm not going to tell you guys to turn your blinders on and you shouldn't, you should never turn your blinders on, but recognize that despite the skid, eh, sometimes in, usually in the preseason, we get the blinders on a little bit. Yeah, right, uh, right. We're allowed to in the, yeah, in the lead up to opening night, but bingo. I'm just saying that they're not out of this yet. And we've seen that they're capable of playing good hockey and going on good runs they do a mini run. They're back in it. And if they can just go to, from there to just playing, not they don't have to win six in a row and then lose six in a row. But if you win six out of your 10 or five of your out of 10 or, you know, five, four regulation losses and one overtime loss, like at least in that situation, you're keeping yourself in the race. And that's all I'm asking is that they continue to keep themselves in the race. And they're very capable of that because they're not out of it yet. 
Yeah, there, I mean, there's still so much hockey to be played, obviously, which is super cliche, but it's it's super true. There's Over half a, a season. Right. You, we haven't even hit the all-star break. We still have a, a, a long way to go. Obviously, a deadline looming that uh, we will certainly talk a lot more about as we get closer to that date. Like, there's there's still a lot going on, and, and there's a lot of opportunity for the Wings. I, I think this is... Uh, uh, I feel like there is a huge difference between like the the best way I heard it described was by Chris Brown, who uh, is a is a host for Motor City Metrics. And he explained like a lot Not of people person. have football reactions to and he was talking about baseball like that's such a difference in length of season that you like can't do that as far as season outlook. Right. And that that very much applies to, you know, 82 game season is still is, is still pretty long. So I think that with where the wings are at right now, this is not, oh, they're on a losing skid. You know, the, the season's completely over. There's plenty of stuff that they still need to work on. There's plenty of re- areas for concern that we highlight all the time. Uh, but that does come with keeping in the back of your mind, like, yeah, if you even go on like a three game win streak, you're kind of back in it. You know what I mean? Like you're you're back in the playoff picture, meaning, right? You, it's not even that much of a, oh, you know, they have to win like seven of their next 10 or eight of their next 10 to really reestablish themselves. Like, no, if they they want a W3, like they're kind of right back in uh, that that area, especially with a, a loss from Tampa. So, yeah, man, I, this is uh, there's very much still a long way to go and there's still. A lot of a lot of reasons to watch as uh, as stressful as it has been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it just this is how the seasons go, you know, like there's going to be dips and there's going to be valleys right now. The Red Wings are hopefully on the upside of coming out of a valley as now they've strung together a few wins in their last six. They're three and three in their last six, which isn't great, but it is improvement over where they were at. So this is an opportunity the Red Wings have here on the West Coast. Stealing games on the road is huge, especially when one of those games is against one of the toughest opponents in the NHL and then followed by one of the weakest opponents in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, you could realistically, I think they should come away with four points on this road trip. And if they can come away with six, like I said, you're right back in it. And I'm a very happy camper. <laughs> that's so, good. That's all I care about. That's all. That's you being all a happy camper. Thanks, buddy. We're going to head into segment three, and when we come back, previewing the matchup against the Los Angeles Kings. Stay tuned. Got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. The NFL season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet an easy chip shot. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment three, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are going to preview the LA Kings. And, you know, we talk a lot. We talked a lot there in segment two about how if everyone's can string together a couple wins, then they'll be right back in this or I guess more so in it than they already are like neck and neck with these teams, but that's a tall order when you're facing down the LA Kings at the state. It's not called the Staples center anymore. It's not like crypto something. Crypto.com arena, Brian, a Staples center was so much better. Uh, <laughs> Crypto.com. That's so dumb. 
anyways, the LA Kings are one of the best teams in the league in the standings and in pretty much every conceivable analytic. Uh, Scotty, they are the sixth best team at five on five and expected goals for percentage. They are the best team in expected. I'm sorry. They're the sixth best team in expected goals for the best team in expected goals against and the second best team in the league at expected goals for percentage. They have the fewest shot attempts allowed in the league, which is Corsi against, and they have the eighth most shot attempts for in the league, putting them at second in Corsi for percentage as well. On top of that, I believe they have the best penalty kill in the league and a team save percentage actually well above, well above 900, which is rare in this, the league this year. This is a complete package of a hockey team, and I feel the Kings get pretty heavily overlooked in the national media because of that East Coast bias, because of the time zone difference, where they don't get talked a lot about because in East Coast time, they're playing at 1030 at night, like the Red Wings are uh, today by the time you're listening to this. This This is a juggernaut of a hockey team, and it's a tall order, but Scotty, we've seen it, this team very much, has the capability of playing up to their competition. Good Lord. Competition, man. Yeah, it's all about competition. It's, uh, you know, the Kings, I mean, just a few more, like, numbers to throw at you. They are uh, fourth in the NHL in team save percentage. They are first in goals against, just straight up goals against and goals against average. They are in first place. They average 2.3 goals against a game. That is remarkable. Uh, The Wings are 26th in that stat with 3.2. And yeah, like the offense has been, is a a good unit, right? They're 10th in goals for, 20th in the power play, maybe somewhat of a quote-unquote weakness there, not as good as the rest. Um, But they make their mark, as you said. They do not allow shots, and their goaltending has been really solid on top of that. This is a, a perfect marriage of defense and goaltending that has led to a team that just genuinely does not allow goals and uh they're that on top of having then a top 10 offense in the league even if it is you know ninth or tenth if it's closer to that area that's all you need when you're allowing two goals a game <laughs> you don't need it like the the most prolific high power and again I, i'm not even saying it's a bad unit again like i mean they very much, uh, again, top 10 units. So, yeah, just a fantastic team, like genuine team, too. I mean, top to bottom, a really deep unit. Um, have a lot of youth on their team, too. This has kind of been one of the teams that the last, I don't know, I want to say maybe since the Byfield draft that everybody's kind of been like, oh, like, look out, you know, they might have a good year. And I, I made a mistake earlier in the year. I don't think I gave nearly enough credit. I had made some passing comment about, uh, how Byfield had gotten off to a slow start to his career. Like he's been a lot better this season. I mean, they they really are firing on all cylinders. And uh, yeah, this is uh, again in LA. On top of that, it's going to be a tall order. And I don't even know if I answered your original question, but yeah, this is uh, this is not sur- very very far from a gimme. From a gimme, the Red Wings are uh, are, are pretty hefty underdogs in this one. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, we saw against Boston. I mean, three of the four games they played against the Bruins this season. Right. That was your I mean, original question, yeah. They've played they very yeah. yeah, they've played very well against the Bruins this season. The Bruins are one of the better teams. Of course, they've played bad against other good teams as well, but you know, you got to 
I don't want to say you got to have faith, right? Because they haven't necessarily earned the faith recently. But you look at what they've done recently. They won against the Predators. They played a very good game against the Bruins that they lost. And then they wasn't a great game, but they eked out a win. You have, to, I hope, I'm putting my hope in that the tides are possibly turning into the Red Wings' favor. But the tides turning doesn't guarantee you a win against the LA Kings. But it, I'm hoping that it guarantees at least a concerted effort to try and beat this team. Cause like we've all, we, we went through all the analytics. They're one of the best teams in the league. You know, they, they're getting scoring six, seven players deep on their offense uh, and defense as well. I mean, Anze Kopitar is Anze Kopitar. He's got 34 and 34. Kemp's got 33 and 34. Fiala, 31 and 34. Byfield, like you mentioned, 26 and 34. I mean, they're Dude, I mean, s- Trevor Moore, fantastic season. I mean, you can, yeah, you already mentioned Kopitar. Like, they, they, I mean, just top to bottom, man. Just a, a really, really deep team. And then you look at the goaltending, right? I mean, Cam Talbot is out here with a 920, 925 save percentage. This season, that is crazy. And yeah, he's like, I don't want to, he's definitely been insulated much uh, a ton by how For good sure. the defense in front of him. Again, the fewest shot attempts in the league that this team has seen. So they do a fantastic job of insulating them. And they also take the least amount of penalties in the league. They have, I think, 130 penalties taken, which is fewest in the league compared to the Red Wings' second most 167 taken. So he's not put in disadvantageous situations, uh, Cam Talbot, and that being he's not down a man a whole lot. And they just, in general, possess the puck and suppress shots. So he's never really facing too much uh, grade A scoring chances, but you know, you still got to make the saves, right? And despite all that, he's got a 925. I, I said, despite it's not the quite correct word, it's in on top of all yeah, that, in addition to in yeah. addition to all of that, he's still got a 925 save percentage, which is crazy good. It's crazy good any year, but it's crazy good in a year where the league save percentage is like 902 or whatever it is. It's it's lowering week by week. So, I mean, the only area where this team does not excel is their power play. They're 20th in the league on power play. And you're thinking, okay, well, the Red Wings got a pretty solid power play. They're 13th in the league. You know, they, they you know, they might be able to take advantage on the special teams front, but they have the best penalty kill in the league. So, and uh, they, like I said, they take the fewest penalties. So right. you might only get like one opportunity if that. It's like, okay, well, if you're trying to beat them by not allowing goals when they have a power play, that's not going to work. So, I mean, you got, the Red Wings have just got to play I've said it against the Bruins, and I'm going to say it again against the Kings, but they've got to play the best version of themselves if they want to compete. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's wild. The Wings penalty kill has been solid this year. It's not, it, you know, it's, they've been like 12th or 13th, kind of sat around. It's been climbing. It's been climbing, uh, yes. And they are just under 81%, and the Kings, who have the best, are like almost 7% better than the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so just, uh, again, kind of, uh, <laughs> they're, uh, they're closer to 90 than, um, than, uh, than we are to them. So very, very solid unit, obviously very solid penalty kill. And yeah, certainly again, uh, reiterating again in, in LA is certainly going to make things tougher as well, but We've we've had this conversation where like oh you know really big opponent if you can just play competitive give yourself a chance that'd be good and a lot of the times we've said that they've gone out there and played really really solid hockey and made it a really close game so uh, this is this is a time where I don't mind you playing to your competition but obviously the give and take of that is what happened on Tuesday night. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the penalty kill because it has been getting better. It's currently ranked 13th as well, so the Red Wings have the 13th ranked power play and the 13th best ranked penalty kill as well. Uh, in the last 11 games, Scotty, uh, the Red Wings have allowed one power play goal against. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said I think I said 13. I got the number 13 second man. In the last 11 games, they have one power play goal against. That is really good. The penalty kill is showing definite signs of growth. At one point, I think they were in the low 20s, and they've climbed all the way back up to 13th in the league. So just during these struggles, it's hard to find, like, shining moments. You know, we've seen Patrick Kane come alive. Recently, we've seen Jake Wallman and more Cider bounce back. But throughout this entire skid, the penalty kill is the one thing that's actually been doing a lot better. The five-on-five play, that has been continued to be the major, major struggle. Correct. But, uh, so if there's anything you can be confident in right now, it's the penalty kill. Of course, they say that, and that means that the 20th-ranked power play in the LA Kings is going to pot three on us. But <laughs> uh, that's the pessimist in me. Sorry, guys. Like, that that's about it, though, right? I mean, they're a healthy yep. team, too. They have, I think, two injuries, but no one of, like, serious note. So, like I said, you got to play your best version of yourself if you want to win. Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. Scott, you got any final uh, final thoughts? Um, I don't think so, man. We ball. We do ball. We're back with a new episode to recap this one. Oh my god, it's gonna be like another one a.m. or yes, sir. <sighs> at least the Sunday game in Anaheim's at eight o'clock because it's they're playing a matinee game in Anaheim. So word bless. Uh, just got to get through tomorrow or today. I don't know. Whatever. Whenever two people are listening to this, just got to get through it. We'll power through. Same time, <laughs> same place. It's your team every day. Every day.